are you scallywags are now tuned in to another episode of the ECU Pirate Podcast. Introducing your hosts, Scott and John. What's happening, Pirate Nation? Welcome to the ECU Pirate Podcast. After a hiatus, I am back and back with me, my buddy, John Tart. Feels good to be back. Woo, welcome back. Ben welcome back. Oh, that was better. That was I'm better. wearing black today. It's a blackout game. Yeah. Last game's a blackout okay. game. Last yeah. home game. So. so we're back in black. We're blacked out. Um, hey guys, in case you forgot, you can always go follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ECU Pirate Podcast. Go get us on Twitter at Pirate Podcast. We got a. Uh, we're gonna have some new stuff coming up. New things. Uh, go follow us. Find out. Uh, we took a bye for. Well, normally you take a bye for a week, but we took a little more than that. But that's okay because. Well, we kind of previewed, knew that things were going to get ugly. So, But, hey, we're back now. I ain't been getting as um, ugly. I think we're on the up and up. But uh, a lot of whole, a lot, a lot, a lot of brand new, crazy, wild news going on. That kind of involves a football team. Yeah. But it, it involves ECU in general. So, a I, lot of new stuff. What's been happening? What's new at ECU? I don't know if this is ECU or if we're on the Jersey Shore right now, but there's a whole lot of nonsense going on. I think it's an episode of Punk. <laughs> that's what I get a feeling. It's, it's got to be. It, it, that's what it feels like. Ashton Kutcher, come out. Where is he? Where is he hiding? Oh, my goodness. All right, so I think I can't remember the day. Last week, we officially created a team to search for a new athletic director. A lot of random people in there, but it's, I mean, it's people. Well, people that, on the board. Yeah, you got to um, have coaches. coaches. I think there's some student player athletes or something like that that are on there as well. I don't have the list, but uh, uh, it seems like it seems like a well-rounded group, like a qualified group. Hopefully, man. I seven months later, I I don't know, man. I whew. I think it's better to have a group than it is just one person. Oh yeah, well, so you know, at least you got input from. Well, a lot of especially who would be that one person making that pick? Right. Yeah. The chancellor. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the chancellor. Uh, speaking of, what a guy. What speaking a guy. Of the devil, literally. The devil yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh, uh, man, I'm telling you, we are on a reality TV show with uh, ECU. I think he resigned, didn't resign, holding ECU hostage for a huge buyout. Woo, boy, tough times for Pirates right now. But he's got a new house, man. He's got that. Man, what? He's uh, got a new house. He's, you know, living the life in luxury, just chilling. Chinchilling. Chinchilling. Get get out of here, Chancellor. I don't even want to say your name. I um, can't even look at you yeah, right so, now. Yeah, so he's holding him for a, a buyout. $1.6 million is what he wants. What did he but he, he, See, you didn't win the lottery, man. That was last week. You know, he, get out of here. Said, oh, that's not the case. No, I, I, I love ECU. Well, they're saying that uh, somebody kind of leaked it out on him. Um, he He's a piece of crap, man. I <laughs> <laughs> edit what is, you need to edit out, man. He he's he's no, in it for the right. money. There's no doubt about it. If he cared about the university at all, it wouldn't be the case. Things would be but, way different than they are. He was looking for a cushy job to do nothing, and now just trying to hold us hostage and get a payday on us. And he set it. He set ECU up because not only that, you know, the board of governor, the president of it, she's retiring December or January. 1st the one that hired like that. him. Yeah, right. Exactly. So there's nobody there to like take him out and say, "Well, you can't do this." So now he's saying, "Oh, well, I didn't do this. Just waiting for her to retire." He's uh, he's playing it like a fiddle, like a cheap fiddle. Like a cheap fiddle. Playing ECU like a cheap fiddle. Yeah, I, I think they're going to revolt against him. I mean, it, it's, and and our 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 problems, all that stuff starts at the very top. And who is at the top? 
that guy. Yeah. It's, he's the so chancellor. we got to get rid of him and start fresh. And he's screwing everybody at the bottom, too, because they just announced a huge fee increase for students oh, yeah. at ECU for athletics, trying to replace some of the money that he just spent, you know, for that big suite. Him and another great person, our old AD, the the former AD. Yeah, they, luckily they, he's gone. They were a tag team. Man, that was uh, – it was Harlem Heat all over again. <laughs> NWO coming in and taking over for a little while is what it was. That was Hulk Hogan flipping on us. Oh, my sure. goodness. Yeah, for sure. That, that, but yeah, that was the New World Order right there. I think it's 800. They spray-painted Comper <laughs> on the, everybody's back with black spray paint. Knocked them out just straight <laughs> yeah. up. Dropped the leg on them and spray painted Oh, them. man. 800-something dollars now ECU students have to pay in athletic fees. It's the most of anybody in the state. And uh, – it's all because of the AD and the chancellor. It really, I mean, when it boils down to it, that's that's what it is. Uh, well, that, that was the fear. You know, you can see it coming with a little bit of foresight, which has not been what we've been good at the last few years. But just looking back at it, what are we doing? Why are we doing this uh, the stadium, this press box? You know, why don't we give back and, and put money into our product, into the football team, you know, facilities, practice, weight room, whatever, and instead we've – Build it on the press box. You got so. any ideas for AD? Any people you want to yeah. be interested in? Anybody, but uh, I, I nobody. I can't. I remember the names right now. I haven't looked at them in a I little while. I think they need ties to ECU. It'd be great if they ECU. Yeah, there you go. There, an ECU before, guy. They got to have some passion about the school itself, or they've done well at another school and haven't had you know any kind of yeah bad. Things well, you know, over bad clouds hovering overhead. The the former AD, you know, I think he just kind of rode Dave Dorn into a uh, success. Yeah. Because you looked at his resume and it was nothing impressive until a few years in Northern Illinois, and then he kind of rode that to ECU and helped ride us into the ground. But yeah, man, we definitely need an ECU guy, somebody with ties to that area that understands what ECU's about. We're not some fancy. I got a Big market you. team, man. We're a beer and barbecue school. That's what we're about. We don't. We don't need all this fancy stuff. I got a name for you. Hit me with it. And he's a personality. He's well known in Greenville, uh, big time. He's doing a lot of things right now, pretty well. He's got another job that's going on, but Ruffin McNeil. <laughs> I don't know if Ruffin's going to come back. These. No, I don't think he will. Them. I don't think he will. I, I think he's doing just fine over in Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma's treating him well. Yeah. So maybe not Ruffin, but hopefully somebody with some ties. Yeah. Come I, back around, do their thing. Uh, speaking of people that aren't doing their job, a little bit of football alumni. We're talking about news and ECU news. Um, CJ2K, Chris Johnson, just Chris retired Johnson, from the NFL. Man. So, football alum. So, we're getting hey, back man, on the football he, uh, side of things. We'll go flashback. Was it 2006, seven when we beat uh, we beat in the Hawaii Bowl. We played um, Boise State in the Boise Hawaii State, Bowl. Yeah. Chris Johnson went off in that game. Man. By the way, I did go to Boise State not too long ago. Yeah. Went out to Idaho. The field is blue. It is true. It's not just the TV settings. It is a blue thing. <laughs> you don't have to adjust your frequency. CJ2K, though. He's, yeah, he's one a of player. the. Uh, I think he's now the second fastest time at the combine. Oh, he killed somebody play, replaced oh, him last year. What, rushed for 2,000 uh, years his second year. Yeah, 2,000 yards. CJ2K. Uh, speaking of football, I guess we'll get back to the football side of things. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of gloss over some. Uh, atrocities? No, they only one atrocity, and it's one that we saw coming. Yeah, we, we, we predicted it was going to be rough. Houston next defeated go, go ahead, ECU next. 42 to next. <laughs> But as bad as it was, 
I was pretty close with my prediction. Were you? I said 42 to 10. It was 42 to 20. Man, yeah. So, Houston ECU doubled the performance that I thought they would have against Houston. I take it as a win. We're going to move on from there and say, hey, they doubled what John thought they were going to do. That's a win situation for me because there's really not much else you can Small victories, brother. That's all it takes. Uh, so then, I guess we'll move on to uh, yeah, next, to the please. next one. Yeah, move right along. Next game they played. Um, you want to talk about that? UCF. Man, you know, played UCF close. It was the I, I can't remember the final score. The closest I, I call it a thirty-five point loss. I don't know what the final score is, but it's the closest thirty-five point loss ever. And don't forget UCF, last year's national champion. Yeah, last year's national champion. I mean, played them hard. Played them close in the third quarter. Had a chance at it through that uh fumble pick you know that little shovel pass slash ball jumped out of Holton's arms UCF got it ran it back 99 yards in the third quarter there Holton's first game starting so you know he was due to make some mistakes but man the team rallied behind him the defense looked great Holton is a player threw for 406 yards that game he's the best quarterback since Joe Montana Joe Montana uh (laughs) He had 92 rushing yards as well. He had almost he 500 yards real of, of total offense in that game. Real deal. So that was his, uh, I guess, his coming out party. For, for sure, sure, man. For sure. And, He's and doing la- it all. And last week against Memphis, man, Saturday. Oh, my goodness. He, he played his butt off, man. He is the real deal. That game was a little bit closer. Yeah, man. And, and 59-41. Well, and ah, what was the score? Was it 31-31 going into the third? Or – Midway through the third quarter, and yeah, it's fourth quarter again. We 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 muffed a punt there in the third quarter, and that kind of started the the downward spiral for they us. They scored twenty one in the fourth quarter. Um, it's that fourth quarter, man. That's that's what gets. It's been getting them. We could not quite a stop few times that run throughout the throughout ECU's season this year, anyways. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the problem. We knew it was going to happen. We knew Memphis was going to run. They got that great running back combo. Uh, two or three guys really that can run it all over you for Memphis. And when you got two, three guys that can – you put one off the field, you put the other one on, and he can do just as well, if not better, than the other guy. Um, I mean, their quarterback had 362 yards, three touchdowns. They oh. had a running back that had 140 yards, one that had 89 yards, one that had 59 yards. That's a lot of offense. And That's, that's a great team. That's a great Memphis team. I, you know, I, I think they've really put it together recently. But Blackwell's Blackwater defense – we did not stop did not, the run. It seemed yeah. like they ran an off-tackle run for at least 600 yards. We didn't see it really coming that the defense would kind of, I won't say fall apart that game, but they um, they didn't hold up to their to their season so far. Yeah, they, they didn't. To their so expectations, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's fair. But it's Memphis. I mean, they, that's what they do. They run the ball. They run it well. But still, like I said, ECU scored 41 points on them. Oh, man, now Holton, Holton put up some numbers. Yeah, 34, 462. yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Man, Only was good. sacked twice. He ran it for 78 yards. Look good. He's do it all. He, he's the bionic man. Yeah. He can do it all. Yeah, I, and, I, and he did it all. I'm going to ask. I need to interview the team and the coach and see if he drives the bus for him too, because he's doing everything <laughs> else. You know, and, and, and – as good as he is, which he's good, he's only going to get better, and he's going to learn freshman. to sit back in the pocket a little more. There's sometimes when he would run or get rid of the ball when he could have held on to it for a little longer to see if a play would develop. But good God, with a true freshman's second start, you couldn't be more pleased with a person's performance. 
He did try 62 passing attempts. That's a lot. Well, but then again, he ran it 17 times as well. So, like we said, he's doing everything, even driving the bus. Even, even, even driving. Has the CDLs and all. Uh, let's preview. Um, I guess we can go ahead and move on to the next game. Now we've got everything behind us. Um, I guess it's about about that time. Is it uh, halftime? It's halftime. <laughs> Since it's halftime, uh, we've been gone for a few weeks. You haven't really heard about our favorite place. And Black Friday is coming up. Uh, holidays are just around the corner. Right if you're going to go somewhere. It's Christmas season. It is Christmas season. Thanksgiving, Most too. Don't forget, people always they look over Thanksgiving. Oh, man. There's two things you don't need to look over this holiday season. Thanksgiving is number one, and UBE is number two. Wow. Don't look over UBE. What a plug. What a, what a leeway. <laughs> that's, that's a little thing we call professionalism at its finest. Yeah, man, for sure. Go, into your love, go, go to your loved one. Go get your loved one something from UBE. They got it all. Jordan wore her Columbia shirt. This past tailgate got a hundred compliments on it. You know how much it cost with her? How much? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Man, I can't Clearance. get a tank of gas for ten dollars. No, well, you, Lord have mercy. You, you barely get on the road I with ten dollars. I barely $10. get a burger for ten dollars. No, man, that's crazy. Ten dollars. Definitely UBE. can't get a meal. Yeah. Was that on clearance? Was that was just, on clearance. That was on clearance. No. And that's, it was stylish. Yeah. That's Columbia. on clearance. Columbia. For $10? Yeah, yeah. People should go to UBE. You gotta go to UBE. Check them out. Do your thing. If you go anywhere else you want to, you're going to be let down. Disappointed. You walk in UBE, all of a sudden, your day, much better. You will, Some would say you would be overtaken with almost the Christmas spirit. I think it's an investment worth taking. Go to UBE, University Book Exchange. You better evaluate. You better evaluate. In Greenville. And once you evaluate them, you'll realize UBE is the spot. That's it. All right. Welcome back to the second half. We're going to go ahead and kick things off with a little bit of a preview versus Tulane. The green wave? The green wave. Man, what a weird... Yeah. I've always kind of wondered. Let's just take a time out and... That's a terrible mascot name. It really is. And they're I, down in Louisiana. You can do so much better. Like yeah. the green wave. I mean, I understand the Crimson Tide. Are they trying to be like that? I guess they were like, hey, that's good. That's kind of different. That's kind of cool. Let's, Cajun Tide, yeah. Let's pick a different Crimson color. Tide. What about green? Sounds good. Tide. What's another word for tide? Wave. wave. The green wave. Perfect, man. You know, but Alabama can pull it off by just, you know, winning 797 games in four years. Tulane, the probably. Green wave. I don't yeah. think they're quite on that level. No, no. Uh, Tulane. They're well, all. You're on, well, I'm on record. You're terrible. Terrible. However, name. they are terrible, and yet somehow they are 14 points favorites against us this Saturday. What do you think, John? I think it's a little high. I mean, they're four and five on the year. Um, they just came off a. They did beat South Florida, yeah. who is seven and two, but that's probably a little that's, inflated. Yeah, that's inflated. They're terrible seven and two. We called it. We knew South Florida was eventually going to lose. Um, their defense is decent, but Tulane showed them up forty-one fifteen. Uh, they scored a lot of points in the first half. I think they were up twenty-seven to three at halftime against them. Uh, not much really to comment on. They got a decent running game. Uh, their running backs last week. One of them had 135 yards. The other one had 121. Quarterback only had 61 yards, no touchdowns. So, running game is their forte. Yeah. Oh, man, Tulane, I like you said 14 points. I think that's a little bit high, man. I think Holton, man, I just think he brings such a new dimension, just new leadership. You know, and I guess 
when you think of a true freshman, leadership isn't the first word that comes to your mind. But, man, we've said it. We'll say it again. Whatever it is, he has it. When you have that intangible, that it factor that he does, you know, people just – I call it the Tim Tebow factor. The Tim Tebow. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. You know, he's and he's – the way he plays, I guess, is probably reminiscent of Tim Tebow. It seems a little like bit, yeah. He kind of does it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I'd say that's a good comparison, actually. I didn't, I just said it and didn't really think about it until I thought about it. <laughs> now that I thought about it, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, but he does have that factor, and man, I, I think we're 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 better than fourteen point under or yeah underdogs at Tulane. No way. I'm not sure what the over under no is on it, but uh, as many points as they put up last week against Memphis. And they were a running team, too, so Tulane's going to yeah. run it. They're going to try and establish that against it. So ECU, uh, they've got to, the Blackwater defense, has got to shut down the run. That's the main thing. Yeah. And we talked about that before plenty of times. Well, and I know um, their starting quarterback, Jonathan Banks, looks like he is questionable. It doesn't say what kind of injury he has, but he is questionable against the game Saturday. So if he's out, their second-string quarterback was Justin McMillan. Yeah, he's the one that played for him last week. Uh huh. Um, so South Florida. it seems that they're kind of one-dimensional. Hopefully, we can kind of really key in on that run and take that out. Yeah, the and, and really get our defense back on track. Receivers only had about sixty-five yards somewhere in there. So pass game is not not great. Just shut down the run. I mean, that's pretty simple stuff. Keep it under the fourteen. Um, I say take take ECU like fourteen-point underdog. Uh, I'm not gonna say the prediction quite yet because we got some things to do ahead of that but uh but yeah holding it the he gives a different dimension to it. it it puts some offense perspective that reed yeah he could do a little bit he could throw the ball but he didn't have that running side as well no. now you can't be one-dimensional you got to prepare for both you got to prepare for the run the wildcat and the passing game so it gives teams a little bit extra to prepare for each week and hey anytime a coach has got to do something a little extra to Why prepare not? Why for not it. Oh yeah, it feels better. And I mean, he's he is by far the best quarterback option that we have at this time. There's no doubt about it. And for the foreseeable future, we haven't done it yet with him. But I think the kind of way we're trending here sounds like we're going to put him in the crow's nest this week for this game. I think it's a no-brainer, man. Yeah, I think it is too. I the think first it's a time this year we put him in there. It's it's got to be it's got to be him. Um, yeah. And man, um, but I tell you what. Trayvon Brown has really seen the flourish with Holton Aylers as quarterback. He had a ton of big catches. I think he had 110 yards, had a touchdown. I mean, just he's really flourishing under uh, with Holton as well. Good, because he needed it. Because, I mean, he was doing okay. He was, you know, he was not the Trayvon Brown that we knew in the past. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, so between those two, Holton uh, in the crow's nest this week. Now, as far as the defense goes, who's going to make – Tulane, walk the plank. Never gets old. Never. You could say that a hundred times, and it would never, ever get old. Man. So we got to look for somebody who's going to shut down the run this week. That's got to be the first and foremost, most important thing. So definitely not a defensive back. I, I hope it's not a defensive back. If it's a defensive back that's leading in tackles, ECU's in trouble. Um, I think we should go with our guy. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we called him out. Uh, I think he's got to do his thing, do his part. I don't know that he'll get a bunch of sacks like he normally does in each game, but uh, I'm feeling Nate the great Harvey. Nate Harvey. That's a good one, man. That's a very good one. 
Maybe. Bruce Biffin's another good one, too, because he's right there on the line. You know, he's going to have a lot of tackles, a lot of opportunities anyways. Um, both of those guys, you know, right there on, on the offensive line. So, Yeah, Bruce Bivens, I like well, I like Bruce Bivens where he's at. That's a very good option as well. You know, Nate Harvey can never go wrong with him. Bruce Bivens is another good option, like you said. Hopefully, man, we can just have some, uh, you know, maybe get some fumbles. We, we got maybe win the turnover battle. We haven't won that in a long time, if ever, this season, it feels like. Only two sacks last week ECU had. Um, so they got to step that up a little bit. Or at least just tackles for loss. That's the main thing. Uh, no fumbles. No interceptions. Like you say, turnover battles got to be won. Got to get something. That's right. And maybe uh, how about for a, a dark horse candidate? Let me do a Raekwon Purvis. Raekwon Purvis. He's right. been all over. He's another defensive tackle. Takes a village to raise a child, so we'll say all three. <laughs> <Nate> <laughs> we, we bound to get one right. <laughs> Sooner or later. We got a pretty good shot Th- at Throw it. it against the wall. We got to see what sticks, man. Three out of 11 guys. Surely, <laughs> eventually, one of those guys. Please help us out, fellas. One of y'all. Do your part. Do whatever you can. The whole defense, one of them is going to make them walk the planks. We're going to pick them all. All right, time for predictions. What do you think? <sighs> You know, if we go back to the very beginning of the year, this is one of those games that I said that we had to win was Tulane. I also said that about A&T. We saw how that worked. Uh, USF, we should have got the win back on there. Other than that, we kind of won what I thought we were going to win. So I, we got to beat Tulane. Tulane, I think they're a lot better than I – or they are a lot better than I thought they were going to be at this time. However – think they're one-dimensional I think our defense can come back strong and I think it's time a football track team just kind of we got to hit somebody and get that type of win that just you can start building on 34-21 Pirates I'm close with that I'm saying ECU wins it on the last second field goal our guy Jake Veritai verify verify this verify this verify uh, I think he wins it on the last second field goal, 32-30. ECU gets their first conference win of the year and uh, breaks the four-game losing streak and goes to, uh, yeah, one and five in conference play. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, 32-30. you know, you, man, we're right on, especially with Holton, we are right on the cusp. We just got to get one. I think once we get that one, get that monkey off our back, I think we can see some good things possibly happen. I really believe that, man. I, I really do. Well, that's our preview for Tulane uh, for the second half of the uh, the season anyways. A little bit of preview. Let's let's get into tonight starts up with ECU basketball, men's basketball. That's right. Taking on Delaware State. Woo! We'll probably have a bigger breakdown of the actual basketball <coughs> team and everything in later episodes on. But uh, you're a big fan of the basketball team. You know a lot about them. Hit us up with some knowledge. Oh, yeah, man. So we're playing Delaware State. We got a new coach. Looking forward to it, man. Seems to have said the whole, all the right things. I've heard Isaac Fleming, he's a senior point guard for us. He had two triple doubles for us. The first time in franchise history we had any triple doubles. And, man, he said that this year all the guys are in shape. (laughs) It's a bad thing if you're uh, Coach Lebo because it means you didn't get them in shape. He said they're all in great shape. They can all play 40 minutes. 
and that last year they, they lacked accountability, and this year they, they have that. So I think that's a very important thing. So he's a senior, he's a leader, you got his buy-in. I think the whole team is buying in, and I'm looking at a kind of a team roster for him, and some of these guys just look freaking jacked. Yeah, there's some dudes, <laughs> some dudes in the in the back court, or excuse me, in the front court that are they they've been in the weight room. Oh, they're, they're, in, they're in shape. If they weren't in shape last year, they they're are in shape. In shape. Year. Look at number zero's um, Isaac Fleming, and man, he was a little bit. Uh, Isaac, if you're listening, man, don't get mad, brother. But he's a little little big, not big, man. Just he he ain't played himself into shape. So you can see it throughout the year. He kind of lost a little bit of weight, but right now he looks freaking ripped. Six four one ninety five. Hey, brother, Hall muscle. Senior from Wilmington, Delaware, playing and Delaware playing State. Delaware State. So I'm, so I'm expecting big things from him. Sean Williams, man, he killed it in three-point land for us last year. Sharp shooter, man, if he gets it going, he is on fire. Looking forward to watching him get going. We got a transfer from Virginia Tech, Seth Ledea. I don't think he's played in two years. So he is finally going to be able to suit up for us. Very excited to see what he can do and what he brings to the team. I mean, I'm just kind of going over a brief, brief introduction for us. Justin Watley, he played some 6'8", 240. He has a pretty good outside shot. Looks to be a little bit okay on defense, but he was a true freshman last year looking to see how he grows. Spasovic? Spasovic. Spasovic. All right. He was a true freshman again last year, 6'8", 240. Really kind of had a good feel for the game down low in the post. Had a knack for making good passes, uh, picks. I mean, just kind of really has a good feel for the game. Dooley's a good coach. I like Dooley a lot. He was at Florida Gulf Coast. Um, he was at ECU before. We should have never let him go the yeah, first time. Dooley, you go back and look at, like, the guy from uh, from Duke that is now coaching at Pitt. You know, he was at Oklahoma for a while, but he was so young there and yeah. he didn't really, know, really grasp it. I think Dooley's kind of in that same Amen. mold. You know, it's, it's, look, it's look hard at Bill to start Belichick. Off. He started off with uh, the Cleveland Browns. Right. And now he's perennial powerhouse yeah. with the Patriots. So, so you, yeah, you well, that's really what we're comparing ECU basketball to right there, the Patriots. You can mm. take the the past in perspective. Once you put it in perspective, you realize. And the great thing is, he knows this area. He knows recruiting. Oh, yeah. And he knows the school. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so that's a big thing for him. Big time to start. And I think now that he's got some age, some time under his belt. They should be a lot better. Yeah. I'm not expecting anything crazy this year. I'm hoping for crazy stuff. I'm not expecting it. But I think we're going to see Dooley incorporate a system, actually see players playing in the system, playing hard. Just looking forward to really having a good coach in there this year, man. I can't wait. Very excited about watching the basketball team grow and get better each week. And he was an assistant coach at Kansas when they won it yeah, all. Yeah, So he knows how to win. He knows, he knows how to win. How to win. He's a winner. Level. He's he, a winner. He's, you know – product of, of the Kansas system and, and their perennial powerhouses every, every year as well. So, looking forward to Dooley. I, th I think he's he's got him on track. Uh, certainly, if he's got him in better shape, that's the start because it's basketball. Thing. you got to be in – if you're not in shape, you literally are going to get ran up and down the court. <laughs> right. You're going to have a drug problem. Yeah, accountability. You're be up and down the court. That's right. Better shape. Man, looking forward to it. Can't wait to talk about it next week on the ECU Pirate Podcast. We'll preview it all then and later – weeks about basketball and some other things coming it'll, up it'll be a very positive episode we'll have a few basketball wins we'll come back football win getting back on track man look forward to a positive episode next week facebook find us ecu pirate podcast twitter ecu podcast instagram ecu pirate podcast just type in ecu pirate podcast on google and like us on every possible thing that you can 
uh, email us if you want to. Feel free. Whatever. If you, uh, if you want, if you're interested in free stuff, follow us on social media because we're going to give away more stuff. We That's just right. gave away a mug not too long ago. Uh, we're going to give away some shirts here shortly. That's right. That's right, guys. Hey, until uh, – oh, pirate joke. You got a pirate joke? I don't have one at my disposal. Have you got one? Uh, we can probably edit this part. Uh, yeah, let's edit that so, out. No worries at all. Clicking on Boys Life magazine. Oh boy, it could be a very 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 good thing. All right, John, you got a pirate joke for us? I got your pirate joke for this week. Uh, if if you want to win some free stuff, send us a pirate joke on Facebook or Twitter. If we use yours, we're going to give you some free swag. Uh, swag. We haven't, we haven't got any entries this week, so we're going to give you one here. Scott, how much does it cost for a pirate to get his ear pierced? I don't know. A buccaneer! <laughs> That's your pirate joke for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Right here on the ECU Pirate Podcast. (laughs) Until next week, ain't it purple, Pirate Nation? We out. Let's get this bread.